This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Happy to be here. You expect anything tonight? Oh, you should. Hallelujah. Because God is going to show up as he always does. You know, the word says that he shows up when the word is preached to confirm that word with signs following. You know, that's what he does. He's done that since the beginning, and he's going to continue to do that because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Hallelujah. So, um, just want you to know there's going to be an anointing in here for, for unplugging things and breakthroughs tonight, okay? This is the beginning of 2022. You want 2022 to be exceptional? You want it to maybe be a little bit better than what you have experienced so far? I do. I want, to, I want to see more of God moving in my life. I want to see more of His grace manifest in my life. I want to have, I want 2022 to be a year of testimonies of the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. And that's what I'm going to, why I'm going to share what I'm going to share with you tonight because it's going to set you up for success in 2022. Praise the Lord. And, you know, you might have heard some of this before, but I'm telling you, most people ignore the watering process of the Word. Did you know that? You know, Paul said, you know, Paul said this, he said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So there's a planting process and there's a watering process. And then, it, you know, around here, you know how farming works. You know, if you just plant and you never water it, well, you're going to have problems. You're not going to have a harvest. And so what we're doing, we're going to be, some of you, you might have heard this for the first time. Some of you have heard it before. But I want you to just open up your heart to receive because there's an anointing going to be present here tonight. And if you receive it, it's going to produce in your life. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, I want to just start here. We're looking to you. Father, I thank you. Because without you, we can do nothing, Father. But I thank you for the anointing that you have placed upon me, Father, to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Jesus said it this way. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that are captive. Hallelujah. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which is now, hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. We thank you for your, your anointing, your Holy Spirit working in this place, Father God. And I thank you for light being turned on, Father, as the word goes forth. And I know, Father, according to your word, that the word, Father, will always produce what it was sent to produce. For it never returns void. You said that through the prophet Isaiah. And I thank you for that, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the unction from the Holy Spirit, Father, to, to, to deliver the word as I ought to deliver it, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Romans 1.16. I'm going to start there tonight. This is Paul writing, and he said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So we're supposed to live our lives by faith. By faith in what? By faith in God. By faith in what Jesus has done for us, right? And you're supposed to go from faith to faith. There's supposed to be progression. If your life has been the same for the last five years, something is not working right, right? That's what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to, we're going to see how we can unplug that, hallelujah, so that the blessings of God can flow in your life. Would that be all right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. And the, the, the problem, 
99.999%, maybe 100% of the time, is what Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. Can you turn there, please? Matthew 17, verse 14. We're going to read a few verses here. This is after Jesus had been on the mountain transfiguration. He came down and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse or morally corrupt generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Wow. So what the disciples couldn't do, Jesus just took care of it because he knew his authority. He knew his place. Then the disciples came to him privately here in verse 19 and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. You know, up until this time, the disciples had cast out demons. They had healed the sick. You know, if you go back and, and, you, and you read, you know, Jesus, he empowered them. You know, he said first the 12 and then the 70 to go out, you know, to heal, to preach the gospel, heal the sick, you know, and cast out devils. You know, so, but they came to this thing here and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I, we can't do anything here. What he said to them, he said, this kind does not come out except through prayer and fasting. And that's something that is unfamiliar to most of the American church, is fasting. And so I'm not going to go into that tonight, but if you want to go to the furthest extent with God, maybe you need to skip a meal. Can I get an amen? And so we're not going to go into that, but that's what he said. But he said the problem, he said, is unbelief. Right? And so we need to fix that. Hallelujah. And Kenneth e. Hagin, he said this. He said there are two kinds of unbelief, and they're both curable. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good to know? He's like, you don't have to be in unbelief the rest of your life, right? You know, you can, you can change some things. And he says, the first one, he says, it's a lack of knowledge of the Word of God. And that means a lack of, of real understanding, of revelation, knowledge of the Word of God. Hallelujah. And then he said, the, the second one, he says, is unpersuadedness to act on that Word. Have you ever found yourself in a place where it's like, well, you know what the Word says, but I've been there. Come on. We can be honest in here. You know, we're, we're doing this so that we can do 2022 differently. Hallelujah. Differently. Praise the Lord. So how does faith come? If you've been here for any longer than maybe a week or two, you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans 10, verse 17. So if you're going get, to get, get faith in you to stand on the Word of God and to walk out His plan for your life, you probably have to open the Bible. Right? And that's one of the reasons why we are, we are, we are giving you this here. You, you can read through the New Testament one chapter a day, Monday through Friday. Most people can't do that. Most people can do much more than that. If you're serious about getting it, if you're serious about, you know, doing what the Word says, the first thing you need to do is get the Word in you so you know what to do and how to live your life. And that's why we did that. So I would encourage you to at least do that and then go on from there and do more. Hallelujah. If you want to see, it's like Pastor Brian said here on Sunday, he said, you know, if you, if you, if you want change, you have to change. If you want 2022 to be different, then you have to do some things that you didn't do in 2021, right? You're going to have to make some changes in your life. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 13 here. And we're going to look into some things here. Matthew 13 verse 11. Praise the Lord. Jesus answered him. He said, he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear. Nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn. So, I should, so that I should heal them. Their hearts had gotten hard. You know, you can, you, can, you can hear the word, and you can go out and be unchanged. Did you know that? He said, these people's hearts had, had gotten hard. And I want to go, go to Ephesians chapter 4 and show you something here. You know, Ephesians is a book that is written to who? The church at Ephesus, which was believers, right? In the beginning here, it says, to the, Paul the apostle of Jesus Christ, but God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus. So it was written to saints, born-again believers, that were faithful. And then he's saying this here in, in chapter 4 and verse 17. He says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. And that word alienated from the life of God there, alienated means a non-participant of the life of God. He's talking to believers here. He's talking to people that are born again. So it's possible to be genuinely born again and be a non-participant of what God has for you. Wow. That's an eye-opener, isn't it? You can be thoroughly born again and not, and not partake of anything that is yours, that Jesus gave to you. Wow. That kind of opened my eyes. And, and so I'm going to share with you some things that will help you to get what you're supposed to get from the Word. Would that be all right? Hallelujah. One of those is in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And verse 13, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed this, it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So what does that tell you? You need to receive the word of God as it is God speaking to you. You need to reverence the word of God. You know, because sometimes, you know, we can just read the chapter we're supposed to read in the morning or two or three or whatever, and then we just like rattle it off and we go out. You know, we don't even expect God to necessarily talk to us. Well, he wants to talk to you through his word. You know, Jesus has a, word, has a name in heaven. He says he's called the word of God. And Hebrews chapter 4 says that the word of God is actually living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between spirit and soul and joint and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. 
Praise the Lord. So this word is alive and it will produce in you if you will receive it as such. Because most people don't take the word at face value. They don't really believe that the word of God will do what it says it'll do. Like in, chap- in Proverbs chapter 4, for instance, you know, people might, people might be standing in faith, you know, to receive their healing. You know, they stand in faith to be- receive their healing, and then the Lord has, has impressed them. Maybe you need to spend some more time in the Bible. And if you ignore that, then you're going to have a problem. Because in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health, or another translation says, medicine to all your flesh. Hallelujah. That might be a key for many of you right now. Just increase your word intake and you'll get healed. Hallelujah. Just by receiving the word of God, which is alive and is health to all of your flesh. Praise the Lord. Whoa. It's quiet in here. I told you we're going to give you some, some keys here so that 2022 could be different, right? I really want 2022 to be a year of breakthrough. A year of breakthrough for all of you, for me, and for this church. And there's something about reverencing the things of God. You know, the, the Bible says that, you know, God doesn't cast his pearls before swine. He does, he's not calling people swine, but he's telling them, they, the people that don't appreciate it, he says, I will not give it to. See, if you take the things of God lightly, then you're not going to be given any revelation. Because God is not going to give those things which are holy to somebody who doesn't honor them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was just reading after David Oyedepo, and he uh, <laughs> is quite the guy. He's, a, he's the apostle or the one who started. He started to work in Nigeria, and he's, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's living faith, whatever, tabernacle. And his church, you know, he started with just a few people, and now uh, in back in the 80s, I think it was, and now his church seats 50,000 people. And last year... And they have four services on a Sunday morning. So that tells you a little bit about how many people are coming to the church. And they planted 10,000 churches in Nigeria last year. 10,000. And then another 1,000 around the world. And now they're planning to build another church. They're going to hold 100,000 people. They're going to call it the Ark. Anyhow, so the guy has faith. The guy has faith, right? And so he says, the biggest challenge every believer has is to overcome the unbelief in their own heart. Because if you can overcome the unbelief in your heart, then you can do exploits for God. And your life will be different than the next door person. Because most people will not go the extra yard to step into what God has for them. Most people take what is convenient and they are not willing to pay the price. And when you find out how God works, you, it, never, it never costs, it always pays to follow God. Hallelujah. You cannot follow God for any length of time and not be blessed. It's impossible. It's absolutely 
impossible. Hallelujah. In Psalm 25, verse 14, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Classic. As it brings it out very clear. Psalm 25, verse 14. He says, The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere, and worship Him. And He will show them His covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Hallelujah. So if you will revere the things of God, if you will, if you will look at the Bible as this is God put this on the earth for me. Hallelujah. To read what he wants me to hear. You know, a lot of people say, well, I've never heard from God. Well, have you opened your Bible? Because that is God speaking directly to you. Directly to you. Praise the Lord. So don't take the things of God lightly. Hallelujah. And also, Dr. David Yonggi Cho, he had a super large church in South Korea. He's gone home to be with the Lord now. But he had like 800,000 members or something like that. And he said, God never talks to smart people. So what does he mean by that? He never talks to people that think they know it all. So if you have an attitude, you know, if you come to church or you fear about, well, I've heard that before. Well, you, you just shut yourself down from any further revelation from the head of the church. Hallelujah. Because the more you get to know God, the more you see how little you know. Because God is really big. And he's really powerful. And he's, he's been around for a very long time. More than we can comprehend. He is eternal. Hallelujah. He is everywhere at all times. He is pretty amazing. And he will not talk to you unless you humble yourself and say, Okay, Father, what can you teach me? There must be some things that I don't know. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of things that we don't know. <laughs> Faith comes by revelation knowledge, by God himself revealing something to you. You can't get true understanding of the word of God unless God is involved. It's impossible. And the starting point to that is to revere God and his things. Do not take them lightly to put them at the top of your agenda. William Barclay said this. He said, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a human discovery. It is a revelation from God. The fact that God is, as Jesus showed him to be, is not something which a man could have discovered by intellectual processes. Man does not discover God. God reveals himself to man. So it's God that gives you, you know, you, unless you humble yourself, unless you take the things of God, you know, you, you really honor him, then the Bible will be somewhat of a close book to you. But if you will honor the things of God, if you will honor his word, then he is able to start to show you things that you can only dream of. Hallelujah. Because he really wants to, to really uh, manifest himself in your life. And you must want it. That goes with taking the things of God seriously, doesn't it? You must want it. Matthew 5, 6. You know, you've heard this before. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And who said that? Jesus said that. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and verse 13, you know, Paul is talking to Timothy, his son in the faith. And he has given him some instructions. 
And he said, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, he says, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. I understand that this was, was, was talking to, 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 a, to, to a one that was called to the fivefold ministry office. You know, he was a pastor, and, uh, and uh, I don't know what else he was. But there's a gift in each and every one of us that God has given. And if God has ever revealed himself to you in a special way and, 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 and shown you some things about who you are in him and what he's called you to do, you need to kind of meditate on that. And you need to talk to the Lord about it and say, okay, Lord, I, I feel like there is something here. And I had, this, I had this experience with you. And I want more of that, Father. Hallelujah. And then you go into the scriptures and you are actually going to find that Paul wasn't just talking to, to the Ephesian church. He was talking to you. Because now the scriptures start to become more personal to you. Now we're just not reading about something that went on, you know, over there in the east somewhere. Now it is you. Hallelujah. Because the same spirit that was in them, the same spirit of faith, guess what? It's in you. To do exploits for God. And the same principles that worked for them will work for you. Right? Same spirit, same result. Should be. So when you look at all those that did exploits, well, the reason why they did exploits is because they gave themselves completely to what God wanted them to do. And that can be in every arena of life. You know, you can be called to be a stay-at-home mom, and you can be fantastic at it. You can be anointed, and you can, you, you can learn those kids to become, become stalwart Christians. You can, you can teach them how to do exploits with God. Did you know that? It doesn't matter what you're called to do. There are different callings and different graces, and there are, are different things you're supposed to do for a time. And it might be that you're a, 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 a grandma or a grandpa. You know, you can teach your grandchildren. You can pray for your grandchildren. Did you know that? I remember one time I was praying for my dad. He wasn't really uh, pursuing the Lord at the time. And I was praying for him. Me and some other people were praying for him, my mom and another person. And we're praying for him, and, and, and then suddenly, I just knew exactly how he felt. And I was so struck by it. I was, I don't know, 18, 19, something like that. And I was just like, wow. And my heart went out. Do you know that we can touch the heart of God when we pray for somebody? You know, it's, it's, it's called intercession. It's, 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 it's you stand in the gap for somebody. You can even get to the place where, where you feel like you're lost when you're praying for somebody that is lost. That is effective praying. You can do that. Did you know you can do that? It's not just for the preacher. It's for every believer. Praise the Lord. And when you start taking, taking others up in prayer, <laughs> what you sow to, you reap from. Hallelujah. There'll be other people, maybe that'll pray for you. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Thought I'd throw that out there. Hallelujah. So you can see why Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 turned there. <clears throat> Ephesians 1 
Ephesians chapter 1. Brother Hagin said at this prayer in Ephesians, he said he prayed it every day for six months, and he said it changed his life and ministry completely. What God has done for others, he can do for you, right? It's not just for, <clears throat> for the preacher. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. And many of you know this, but I want you to really get a hold of it. And the reason why. We're going to read the prayer first, and I'm going to talk about it. Verse 15, we'll start there. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. So he started right away when he understood that these people are genuinely born again. I'm going to start praying this for them. Because when you're born again, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. So there is supposed to be a change. Right? You're supposed to, to have love for the brethren, love for people around you. So he saw this and he said, after this is in verse 16, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of Jesus. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. And this power that is working toward us, in verse 20, he likens this to this. He says, he likens it to the very same power which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you know, it's going to come by the Holy Ghost. He's the one who reveals truth to those that honor the Word of God and to those that are hungry for the things of God. If you're not hungry and if you don't honor the things of God, you might as well save your breath. Praise the Lord. And he said to know what is the hope of his calling. What, is the call? what has he called you to do? You know, you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. You're called into walk in, 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 in tight communion with the head of the church, which is a great honor, I might add. It's a great honor, hallelujah, to be joined to Jesus. We're called his body. That is an honor and a great privilege. And we're not going to see the fullness of that until we're in heaven. Because Paul said in, in Ephesians chapter 2, I think, it's going to take the ages to come. For God to show you how kind he has been to you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's one of the parts. And then he says, know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. In the saints, the riches of his glory. His inheritance in the saints. This is, this is covenant language. God gave Jesus an inheritance. And because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a partaker of that inheritance. You need to know what that is. And the only one who can really help you understand that is the Holy Spirit. Because when you just read these things, they're just going to go over your head. Because it's like, this, I don't even know where to start here. But if you start to meditate on these scriptures and you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, He will help you. He will help you. Go to, go to John chapter 15 before we go any further right here. John Chapter, actually, chapter 16. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're helping us. Hallelujah. 
John chapter 16, he's talking about what the Holy Ghost, this is right before Jesus went to the cross. And he had some very, very clear instructions here to the disciples before he left them. Hallelujah. And in verse 13, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, talking about the Holy Ghost, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will guide you into all truth. See, it says there, he will guide you in all truth. And he will also tell you things to come. Hallelujah. He listens to what the Father wants to speak to you, and he lives in you so he can just tell you what this means in language that you understand. You know, God knows everything about you, and he knows how to get it across in Iowa or wherever you're from. Hallelujah. And then go on here. Verse 14, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That's the inheritance that is, that is ours because of Jesus. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. His inheritance is your inheritance, which is a mind-boggling thing, by the way. Hallelujah. All things, in verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it. To you, all things that the Father has are mine. These are some big, big sentences. This is some exceptional stuff. But with the help of the Holy Ghost, you'll be able to understand. You'll be able to see. Because God would never impress Paul to pray that prayer for the Ephesians unless he wanted the Ephesians to know. Right? So God wants you to know and he wants you to understand the things that you haven't understood yet. And that's what's going to make 2022 different because you access this grace in which you stand by faith. So you are in this place of blessing because Jesus gave it to you. But you access all of that by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So unless you're in the word and you feed on the word, there will be no faith to access these things. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. You know, this is not just a one-time prayer. Paul said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So it's a continual thinking. We're not keep asking because we're not getting it. We keep asking because there's so much more. There's so much more to see and understand because God is so big. He can blow your mind every second for the next 2,000 years. Why do I say that? Well, there's some, some, some creatures that have been flying around the throne forever. And they're crying, holy, holy, holy. Well, wouldn't you think you'd get tired of that after a while if there was nothing new? God is amazing. And he's so incomprehensible. It's just amazing. You can't even comprehend how big he is and how awesome he is. But we can start to see little bits. Oh, how good he has been to us. And then we can show that to other people, right? And then we can walk in him with his presence all around us so that when we come into a place, his peace is there with you. And I'll tell you what, that'll make an impression on people because people don't know what peace is. There's so much turmoil in the world. And there's too much turmoil in the church. And we're going to change that. Hallelujah. Because it's not just going to be for the blessing on your house. No, no, we need to get our eyes outside to others. It shouldn't be a matter of us getting by anymore. 
No, it should be that we walk in the blessing of the Lord. And we have more than enough to give to other people. We're healthy and strong. We're blessed. Hallelujah. And you will access this only by faith in God. Hallelujah. There's supposed to be constant progression. You're supposed to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And if you haven't seen that, don't, don't, don't kick yourself. Just, just make some changes, and we're going to do 2022 in grand style. That's why I'm talking to you about this, because I want you to hunger for the things of God. Actually, the same David Oyedepo, you know, I thought, you know, since he's had, you know, a little bit of success, maybe there's something I can learn. You know? You can always look at people that have done things, things better than you, right? So you can learn. And he also said this. It was actually in one of his, his confessions that he gave to his church. He says, Father, release the spirit of, of the fear of the Lord upon every person under the sound of my voice to continue to gain access to divine wisdom, thereby empowering us to be more than a conqueror in 2022. So there's something about you fearing God and his things. It's a reverential fear. It's not like I'm, I'm terrified and I'm running away. No, you just honor God. And you reverence him. And that opens up. It opens the door, so to speak, so that God can impart things to you. And he can show you things. He can give you wisdom and understanding. Is this, is this getting clear? You can't take the things of God lightly. Hallelujah. You know, Paul. Let's see what time it is. Praise the Lord. There's another thing here I want to talk about. Well, there is no breakthrough in faith without a breakthrough in revelation. So you can't get any further, really, in your walk with the Lord than what you see Him to be or see who you are in Him. You have to have a revelation of that, and God is more than willing to give it to you. He wants to show you. He wants to reveal Himself to you because He loves you. He actually loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son for you. So you know that he loves you and he cares about you. And sometimes we think that it's about, well, you know, I'm not good enough. I haven't qualified. Well, the blood of Jesus, is that not enough now? Is the blood of Jesus not enough to qualify you? Then what are you going to do to top that? There's nothing you can do in the natural to qualify for the blessings of God except you getting understanding of it. And then you access it because now you know. Now you know. And there's a knowing that comes when you spend time with the Lord. You spend time with Him. You take time to just worship Him. You take time to read the Word of God. It's not a works thing. But it is a renewing of your mind. And the only one who can really renew your mind is you. The only one who can do something about that is you. And that's why I'm talking about this because all of God's blessings has already been made available because of what Jesus did. You have access even into the very throne room of the Father because of the blood of Jesus. So don't you, don't you dare not feel qualified. Because that's not according to the Word. That's why you need to get in the Word so you can see that it was the blood that did it all. My self-righteousness or what I could do, it, it don't amount to a hill of beans. 
Because if your self-righteousness could do it, then Jesus wouldn't have to come. God didn't send his son for any other reason that it was impossible for you to do it on your own. And he loves you so much that he did that. So that should give you great <laughs> confidence, hallelujah, to approach God. Praise the Lord. And start renewing your mind, hallelujah. And there's always going to be times where you see really where you're at. And that's a good thing because if you know where you're at, you can do something about it, you know. And I think there, there's one, one great uh, uh, story here I'm going to share with you real quick. And, and it was this one preacher. He had a grandson, and he talked to his dad, and he has a pool at his house. And he, he talked to his dad, and he says, oh, yeah, yeah, he's been taking swimming lessons. And, you know, he's been taking swimming lessons, and he's, he's a good swimmer. Well, he's a good swimmer. So his grandpa, who's paid for the swimming lessons and stuff, you know, well, we'll see. So he just pushed him out in the deep end of the pool. And the kid just dropped to the bottom, doing swimming motions. But he dropped to the bottom. And so, of course, his dad just emptied his pockets and jumped in there and, 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 and got him out of there. And he said, uh, he said uh, why don't you get that kid some more swimming lessons? Which is a very good analogy for a lot of us. You know, we make swimming motions. We make swimming motions, but we're sinking to the bottom. Well, we can change that, can't we? We can change that. Hallelujah. We can get in the Word. Hallelujah. And see who God is really. And, and, and pray that prayer, will you? Will you pray that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through the end? And know that God, He hears you. Whenever you, you, when you pray according to the Word, we know that He hears us. 1 John 5, 14, I think it is. We know that he hears us and we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. So when you pray and you ask God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so you can see and know and understand what he has done for you, then you will get it. You will get it. It might just happen overnight, but if you will be, if you will be steadfast, you know, how many of you think it will be worth it to pray a prayer, ask God for, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that your next year can be different? But your next year can be because the thing is that when you have, when you, when, you, when you receive revelation from God, your faith is unmovable. Because now it's not just something that the preacher said, now it's something that God said to me. Hallelujah. And that'll make you steadfast. It'll make you stand regardless of what anybody else says because God spoke to you. Hallelujah. That's a whole different ballgame. It'll change your life. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you came tonight. Because I tell you, 2022 is going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be a year of great testimonies. Of the faithfulness of God. It's going to be a year of you being able to tell people what God did for you. Not just you reading about what he's done for others. No, what he's done for you. Because God wants to do some great things in your life. He's been waiting to do it. He's waiting for you. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to do something different in 2022? I am. I made up my mind. It's like Pastor Brian said, you know, if you want change, you got to change. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. wonder if I have time for this. Praise the Lord. There's another prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. Let's go there, Ephesians 3 and verse 14, for just a short moment. Paul's praying once again for the Ephesians. Verse 14, he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. They will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is, what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This would be one that you could add to that first prayer. And just ask God, hallelujah, for him to reveal to you how much God loves you. Because there's a key here in verse 19. He says, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. There's something about you understanding how much God loves you that opens you up to receive from heaven. So I would encourage you to pray that prayer as well. Hallelujah. Because 2022 is going to be different in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to have breakthrough in the church and in your house. Hallelujah. Because you're going to step it up. Hallelujah. You're going to spend some more time with the Father. And you might have to look at your schedule. You know, and see, okay, I have this, 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 and this going on. And maybe there might be some adjustments that need to be made so that you have time to spend in the Word and with your Heavenly Father. Because if you will invest, if you will sow into that, you will reap from that. Hallelujah. If you will take time, you know, it, it, the Bible is clear. It says, you seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. There's something about you pursuing him first, hallelujah, and then all the other things will come. Because that's the thing that can happen in our world so easily is that we have all these other things and then we, we don't take time. And that goes to the, to the, in, 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 in the same line of us not really reverencing God and his place in our lives, right? Because if you just put him in whenever, whenever you have time, that shows, that shows me that you really don't honor him and his things as you should. You know, I'm just telling you stuff that'll help you. You know, stuff that, that'll, that'll help propel you towards God's best. Because, you know, God is first, but you need to make him first in your life. Hallelujah. And when you make him first in your life, then he has, he has the ability to show up. Because he said, seek you first. If you don't seek first the kingdom, then he will be hindered in doing all these other things. So there comes, comes, to, there, there comes a time where you really have to just, just make up your mind. Am I going to pursue God, and am I going to pursue what He has called me to do, or am I not? But I tell you, if you decide to pursue God, and you will be very glad you did, because the blessing of the Lord will rest upon you in your house. And you will be super happy when you stand before God. Because we're all going to stand before God, 
You know, as a believer, you go to heaven, but you're going to stand there and you, you give an account for what you did with what he called you to do, right? And so it's like, oh my gosh. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And, and that's why I encourage you, because if you will first get in the word, then, then Psalm 119 verse 130 says that the entrance of the word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So if you will get in the word, then you will start to get light. You will start to get light regarding what God has for you to do. And, and, and it might be that you're just supposed to do what you're doing. I don't know what, all of our calls and all of our paths are different, right? They're different calls and different graces on each and every one, but God has called you to something. Hallelujah. And we can find out what that is when we get in the Word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It gets quiet when you talk like that, but it is the Bible. You know, and if I don't tell you, then who's going to tell you? Well, Pastor Mike probably will tell you pretty clear, but I'm just, I'm just saying that because the thing is, man, we're going to get to heaven one day. And I don't want somebody like, for instance, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I don't want somebody that goes to hell and then I realize that, man, this is it. For eternity. I mean, they have no chance to get out of there. It's, it's, it, that's it. And I don't want them to have known me and can say, well, I thought they cared about me. Why didn't they tell me about Jesus? Why didn't they tell me that I would go to hell if I didn't receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior? I don't want that to happen. I want to I wanna be bold, and I want to be just, you know, and you can be nice about it. You can just, you can just tell people, you know what, I, I, just, I just appreciate you so much that I just want to tell you that Jesus is the answer. And if you receive him, hallelujah, then your life will change. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, and you go to heaven. That's the main thing, brothers and sisters, that we make heaven, right? All this other stuff is, is so that you can be effective as a witness. But, you know, we don't have to have everything sorted out in our lives to be a witness for God, do we? No, because God has done something for all of us, and we can share that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's 8 o'clock. We're, we're, we're done. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I told you we're going to talk about some things that will change your life. Hallelujah. And uh, I think I've done enough talking, so I'm just going to pray. That would be all right with you. And, uh, and kind of, uh, hallelujah. Look to the Lord for a little bit here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you, Father God, for your holy written word that you gave to us, Father, because you knew we needed it. Hallelujah, because we know, Father, that our mind doesn't stay renewed longer than our hair stays combed. Hallelujah. So it's a, it's a daily thing to renew our minds, Father God. Hallelujah. And to, and to keep a distance, Father, all the unbelief that is in this world, Father, because it's so easy to be, get sucked in. So, Father, I just ask that you will put a desire in each and every one in this room and under the sound of my voice that are even watching online, that they will have a desire, Father, to, to get in your word, Father, a desire to get to know you. Hallelujah. As strong as what Paul said after 30 years in ministry, he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Hallelujah. Being conformed to his death. Father, you said 
Or actually, Paul even said this in Galatians 2.20. He says, I was crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live. But Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, that that desire, Father, and that revelation will dawn on each and every heart in here, Father God. I ask, Father, that you will give each and every one in here, Father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of their understanding being enlightened, Father. That they may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, Father, that is working toward us who believe. Hallelujah. There is resurrection power, Father, available to raise every life up, hallelujah, to a new place, a blessed place, Father, a place where they know that only God could bring me here, hallelujah. Oh, Father. I ask also, Father, that you will pour out of them, Father, the spirit of knowledge and of the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord, Father. So much so that when they hear you speak, Father, they just do it. Hallelujah. They just do it because it was you that said it to them, Father God. Hallelujah. Because 2022, hallelujah, is going to be different. Hallelujah. Father, we're going to walk in your blessing. We're going to walk, Father, on the path that you have for us, Father God. Glory be to your name. We're going to walk, Father, from faith to faith and from glory to glory. From revelation to revelation. From light to more light to more light. It's going to be progressive, Father, until the day that we see Jesus face to face. Hallelujah. When the, when the Son of Righteousness, hallelujah, and there's light all around. I just thank you, Father God. Glory be to your name. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, there's, there's something about consecration here, people. It's something about you making up your mind that I'm going to live 2022 for God. That I'm going to live 2022 for Him. Hallelujah. And for the, for the, for the call that is on my life. I might not know it all yet, but I'm going to live for him. Hallelujah. I might just see in a glimpse, but I'm going to live for him. I'm going to give it all for Jesus. Hallelujah. Because when you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, there's something called repentance that is a beautiful thing. Because when you do, hallelujah, and you turn, then God shows up. Hallelujah. With his abundant love and his abundant grace and mercy. Hallelujah. To change your life forever. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, you're so good, Father. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father, you are so patient and so kind with us. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That you'll even redeem the time where we procrastinated, Father. How to not done what we knew in our hearts to do, Father. You can redeem the time. Because when we, when we turn to you, Father God, you are abundant in mercy. Abundant in grace. And there is such power working toward us, Father. Hallelujah. They believe. Oh, Father, you can turn our lives completely around, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are so good and so merciful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. The anointing breaks the yoke, and you can just receive that right now. Because God wants to break stuff off of you. Stuff that have been bothering you for a long time. He wants to take it and remove it. Hallelujah. Away from your life forever. Because today is the day of deliverance. Hallelujah. Jesus made it available for each and every believer to walk in victory every day. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. If you would just receive it, hallelujah, and grab it, hallelujah, and say, this is mine. Hallelujah. Deliverance is mine. Hallelujah. Jesus even told, you know, that woman that had been bent over for, I don't know if it was 18 years or whatever. He said, ought not this woman be loosed? Hallelujah. And it's the same for you. You ought to be loosed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So be loosed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. May fear never come back to your house ever again. Be delivered in Jesus' name. Be set free. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Receive your freedom now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And the peace of God. Jesus said that my peace I've given unto them. I do not give as the world gives. But he said, do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So you can just receive the peace of God and let the peace of God abide in your home from now on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your peace. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. God is good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I believe everybody in here is saved, right? Everybody saved in here. Praise the Lord. You know Jesus. Well, if you don't know the Lord and you're watching online, I would like you to, to invite you to get to know him. He loves you. He gave his life for you. And he said the only thing that we have to do is to receive him as our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And he will come into your life. The Holy Spirit of God will come and make you a brand new person on the inside. Hallelujah. The word says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. So if you want everything to become new, hallelujah, follow me in this prayer. Father God, hallelujah, I repent of my ways. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Now, 
I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer with me, you are now born again, as the Bible says. You're a new person on the inside. Hallelujah. And I would encourage you, you, you contact us, you know, and, and let us know, and we want to send you some information that will help you start walking for the Lord. Hallelujah. You can, you can call us at 712-482-3455. That's 712-482-3455. Hallelujah. There might be some information on the screen that I don't know about. Hallelujah. To help you. And then find, find a life-giving church. Find a good church wherever you, uh, uh, where you live. And if, if you live around here, we welcome you to come here, hallelujah, and get to know, you know, what is different now and how to live for Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's uh, just uh, end here with taking up our offering.